Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is May, please the pod, and it's me, Junior, Eubank, and Jonathan back here again to discuss another topic. So, <laughs> as we always do, everybody say hi. Jonathan, what's up? Jare, I do, I Guys, it's, it's, it's great to be back here, and um, I don't know if this is when you give me the chance to do my my music thing. So, but, yeah, Jonathan wants nice to do a to be song back for on. you guys. He wants to serenade all the all the pleasers. <laughs> but you let's let's introduce you back first. You back, what's up? What's going on? Hi hi guys. Um it's been a long time. I've missed you. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be putting Maza 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 Jimmy to become pleasers. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, so I'm just going to cut in and give you the opportunity to serenade the listeners. Let them hear you sing. Yeah, I mean guys, today we are about to talk about, you know, financial stuff lawyers and how much money we should be making or how much money we dream that we'll be making and stuff like that so i created a playlist like you know a cappella sort of depicting how everyone's career is going so for me <laughs> this is how it goes they've never seen me coming <laughs> Junior, this is for Junior. Junior should be. I should have seen it coming. I should have should read, have the, read signs. the signs. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I guess. <laughs> oh, as for you, back, you back, you owe me. Me too, yo, me woo, yo, yo, me too, yo. Charlie Bank sing it. I feel like me woo yo. Onya me na dunti me woo yo. I think next year um, I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be nominated for the male vocalist of the year at the VGMs. Whoa! Yeah, clap for me, clap yeah. for yeah. me. Clap I'm looking forward to it. My album, my album is also dropping on the 14th of February. Right. Shut yeah. up, man! Love, love and war. <laughs> okay, so let's get straight to it. Uh, so um, let me start with Jonathan, since we introduced you first. Um, what were your expectations? coming into the legal professions. I mean, I'm talking about compensation. How much did you think you'd be paid? And then when you got into the profession, what did you realize? <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, girls, the matter they make me here. There's such there's such a disparity, right, between expectations and reality that, like, when you ask the question, it becomes hysterical. So, obviously, coming to the undergraduate, no, the postgraduate first degree at Legon, I'm sure. Well, let me speak for myself. Me, my 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 reason was Charlie. Let me just rush through this program and become a millionaire, cause. In my mind, lawyers were making so much money. <laughs> At least the few lawyers that I knew personally. <laughs> your mind, your mind inside, you buy a house from Trasaco, then come to Menzen. Charlie, my mind inside, I buy some Trasaco house, buy some range, buy some Mercedes and things. Like, it all set for my head. Yeah. So, Legon, then, you know, Makola. I think it only began to dawn on me. In Makola, when I started like researching and like finding out how much lawyers earn and stuff like that, but even then, I was like, no, these guys are lying to me. <laughs> so, you know, eventually when I arrived at the bar, and you know, some of the, in fact, I, I must be fair to say that when I was doing pupilage, I was maybe in the top ten. 
percent or maybe twenty percent. Wow. Like I mean, wow. I, I wasn't wow. earning bad money wow. for wow. people, but even wow. that was chicken change. Wow. And the chicken change then at the end for people age would have me thinking, Charlie, who have a year? You go tell your mommy self say you know they make money. Mommy self say, Charlie, if like if like I take my engineering serious, like I this outside they make dollars and stuff. But yeah, I mean, let me just let me just cap it off here and say that the expectations and the reality are like miles apart. You have wild expectations. You come and then you are offered peanuts. I think it's. It's something that runs through for pupils, at least at that level. I don't think any pupil, apart from like maybe one or two law firms now, anybody offers compensation that's um, commensurate with the work you're going to do. But um, I'm sure down, down, down the conversation we will talk more. But I was shocked, as you, you, you all were. So you were shocked. Um, Eubank, what was it for you? Yeah, oh, then I shocked. Um, I, think, I think for me, um, I, I sort of agree with Jonathan's views, especially when you're coming into the law, um, your perception as a student is very, very different. You think that, oh, Charlie, you're just coming in for some windfall, you're going to make money and all that, but um, a sort of don't on me that I might not be making the kind of money that I expected when I started doing, like, internships. And then you sometimes see, like, the lifestyle of some of the lawyers, not, to, um, I won't say lifestyle, but when you talk to them and things, and you see, oh, Charlie, it's not, it's not going well. And then I think I did internship at a place, and I was paid nothing. And I just knew that, no, this, this is the sort of profession I'm getting into. So internships and things sort of gave me an overview of what I should expect. Um, but when I was coming into the law, <laughs> you back, do you remember that lawyer's shoe? <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer's yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, I, I, I just knew that, that that's not the kind of lawyer I want to be, that lawyer's shoe. <laughs> And then I, I think that Junior also had a, a habit of, you know, I think when we're, Junior and I, when we're doing internship at the courts, when the lawyers used to come this to the, disregard what when the lawyers used to come to the, you know, I think the they cafeteria. had their, own, their court cafeteria, <laughs> and then they come and buy food and eat there. Junior's so, like, mm, no, nah, no. nah, this let is not the kind of lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the kind of lawyer. <laughs> you know, in my defense, let me provide some clarity. So the lawyers have their own lounge, and there's food there, right? Uh, what was the name of the people that catered that place? I forgot. I forgotten the name. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's Cleaver House. Is it not yeah, Cleaver, it's Cleaver House, House or something? So Cleaver yeah. House, you know, it's posh. And you know, and we, and we know that we know that lawyers, at least Charlie, there's some level we wait for sure. And the cafeteria is for like the clerks and things, Charlie. We will do internships. If we will go there, like you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's all about you know. As a lawyer, it's all about cutting. It's all about cutting costs. My friend, stop explaining. I'm just trying to explain that what 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 Ubank is saying. It's not like there was just one cafeteria in the court complex. Well, this was in the court complex. If you know where the court complex is, and so don't 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 put too much currency on what Ubank is saying. Back back to what I was saying. So I think that internships gave me an overview of what I should expect as a as a lawyer. But generally coming in as a student, I really thought I was going to make money. I really thought that actually once I started a profession there um, in my first two years or something I'm buying a I'm buying a house or something. But Charlie, it'd be hard. 
that's all I can say. It'd be really be hard. But you've bought a house in Dansoma. <laughs> um, guys, ignore this joker. Okay? <laughs> ignore this joker. <laughs> he wants to stand in the way of my blessings. My actual blessings. Yeah. So, so Jonathan is shocked that you're saying it's hard. It's hard. It'd be so hard, Charlie. You, you see, yeah, you guys had big, big expectations coming in, right? Yeah. You thought that the big bucks would start flowing in early. Oh, yeah, I mean, especially, I think that, especially when you like sort of watch series and things and then Man, you see girl. like you are comparing <laughs> comparing suits <laughs> no, you see these i mean you know yeah. and that's the thing and i think that one of the you know i think that unfortunately in ghana one thing we don't really you don't really have like the way we have is it glass door that does the salary reviews and things yeah, yeah that's glass door. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i mean for outside firms and things you always are able to tell how much you're going to get when you're going in yeah. and things but there's nothing really like that in Ghana. So sometimes when you do the research, you end yeah. up seeing the sort of money that yeah, first yeah, the associates exactly. are making out there and things, and you're like, oh, exactly. I mean, it's not going to be the same, but at least like it should be something on a similar scale. Yeah. But actually, you come in, you see, say, mm. yeah, and kasa. We're going to talk that when we come to transparency, but I want us to. I just wanted to remind you. You make a very important yeah. point. I'm sure we'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll settle on that. Come back to that. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, I was saying you guys had big expectations when you were coming into yeah. the law. So you, you were thinking that, I mean, you get some financial security. Even if you weren't going to be a millionaire off the bat, you knew that, oh, you'd be able to take care of yourself, you'd be comfortable. But that that isn't the reality for everybody or a majority of people. But I just want to ask you guys, because the three of us, um, for everybody listening, the three of us were in University of Ghana School of Law. Uh, shout out to UGSO, the best school in Ghana. Anyway, let's go on. I, I still regard UGSO as the only law school in Ghana. Anyway, I'm trying to make the point that before you get into UG, so it's kind of a, it's, it's a competitive entry, right? Yeah, you, you, write an, you write an exam and mm-hmm. it's shortlisted, and you go for I think it's shortlisted to what, 70 people. That's yeah, like 300 or 400 people. Yeah, that's like no, the final. shortlisted to like 140, and then like it gets half. Final list is like 70. Yeah, exactly. 71. So from 140, that's from those who have passed the exam. Right, and it gets halved to sixty or seventy people who go for the. And we are talking about hundreds, potentially towards a thousand people, people sitting yeah, for the exam. exam. So it, it was quite competitive. Well, yeah. I can only speak to my time, our time, and for the entry interview, there's this interesting question that you know you're usually asked that why why are you trying to do, do the law? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many people who are saying that. <laughs> They came to do the law to help the downtrodden in society. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you will finish. When you come back and you are being paid to send cities. <laughs> you forget that you came for humanitarian reasons. Now you talk about houses and mansions for Transaco. The funny thing is that when we got into law school, I think Jenna and I had like a huge interest in constitutional law. So we say, oh, if we finish here, we will do constitutional <laughs> Like, we are going to take off oh, cases. Constitutional cases. after one internship, that whole... whole Public interest cases here. Yeah. What are you going to get? They, they used to call me Jolie. Jolie to yeah, Charlie. Yeah. They were so sure, like, you know, do public interest litigation. But here we are today. <laughs> 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 but 
I mean, yeah. okay, so let me talk about my experience. Okay. I was just bringing that in so that we can put it in perspective to see that people come and talk about expectations, but then they go and lie in the interview. Anyway, so for me, the eye-opening experience was for when we were um, interviewing for, when we were looking for pupillage okay. places, right? We're applying. I, I remember you back and I really spoke about these things. And I even know, I've told you guys this already. So the first interview, you know, they were sharing opportunities in our WhatsApp group so you can apply and then yeah. you'll be called uh-huh. in for an interview. So there's this place. I don't want to mention any more of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those <laughs> things. <though. laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, I think we should withhold the name. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was one of these advertisements. <laughs> That was shared on our group pages. And I went for the interview. The woman, I sent my CV. She called me up to come for an interview. So before I went, I knew that they asked this question. They always ask you, like, what are your salary expectations? Okay. So when it got to, well, let me say the interview went swimmingly well. I mean, I I, I felt like we built a rapport over the questioning and, you know, the exchanges. So now it comes to the question. And she asks me, um, so what are your salary expectations? Mind you, at this time, I'd already spoken to, um, let me give a shout out to Scratch, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe Mesa. <laughs> when Kobe told me, say, oh yeah, like maybe 2K, be cool. Okay? Mm. So I went in and then I told her, oh, between two. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I confidently said, oh, I'll be okay with between two and 3K. You should have seen the look on this woman's face. She was aghast. She just looked at me and was so shocked. She said, she was so shocked. And then she, so she asked me, like, honestly, she was like, ah, have I spoken to my colleagues? Do I know how much they are earning? Like, because she was shocked by the, the figure I was mentioning. Like, even the two cases. Yeah. She really shocked. And I, was, I said, yeah, um, I think it's a fair amount to ask for pupillage. Yeah, and then she went on about you know you are, you are coming here to learn, so you shouldn't expect. So like a that's lot of that's always that's always you know the, that's the, the go to. They yeah. always say that. Yeah, right. But long story short, after that, after that things fizzled out, and well, <laughs> the interview mm-hmm. ended, and I left. First person I called was Kobe Scratch. If you didn't listen to this, you go Kai. I was in the car. I called Kobe because I shocked. I said, Ah, Kobe, which number you give me? Which figure you give me? Where. And I didn't even say that. I was like, ah, Kobe, 2K no be reasonable for, like, people. Where you say, ah, yeah, it'd be cool. I said, hey, Charlie, I talked the 2K. The woman acts like she see ghosts. <laughs> like, like and, and, so I should say, by now, that be what the third year associates they take. Charlie. This guy won't. <laughs> this guy no finish law school. Said. That time, we hadn't, we hadn't, we hadn't even written our no, exams. So, yeah, 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 we're still I in school. That, yeah. We're still in school. He said, this guy, that time, they do internship. For, for the courts, mm. yeah. So she said, "This guy cry. What's he talking about?" So like, yeah. Um, long story short, that was that was it for me. That was like the moment where I, I sat down and I realized that hey, it no be easy. It no be easy. It'd be hard. Like It'd yeah, be hard. yeah, It'd yeah. Be hard. That's not the case. But so I want to go on. Let me get back to Jonathan. Do you think it gets better? I mean, w- once you start like this, do you think it gets better? Yeah, um, so that we don't paint a completely gloomy picture yeah. about practicing law yeah. in Ghana. <clears throat> I think that it, it, it gets better. The opportunities with the law are limitless, at least from what I've seen. Hey, sorry, Jonathan, not to cut you off, but I, I think you, you do a better job of 
first of all, before we get to whether it gets better, like give a broad picture of how it actually is. Like here can be like this, there can be you get what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, so because pupillage is a is a statutory requirement, you you, you are called to the bar, but you, you are practically you know, yeah, yeah, you can't do much without your license. Pupillage is required, essentially the practical part of training, even though law school is supposed to be the practical part of it. So pupillage is statutory, and the argument over the years has been that you don't really need to get paid to, you know, complete a requirement to get licensed to practice law proper. I know trying to wrap your minds around that wouldn't, it's, it's a difficult task because you've been called to the bar and all of that, but... For pupils, I usually try to like stratify the issues so that we can have a better appreciation of how it is. So for pupils, I think that it's very hard to be able to negotiate your way out of paltry salaries and stuff like that. And even though some firms would try and peg compensation at some point where they feel it's commensurate with the work you are, you know, the work you are putting in or the value you are adding to the company, I think that largely people are underpaid as pupils. And that's not just because they are pupils. I think that is because the legal market, the legal industry has sort of created this impression that as a pupil, there's not so much you can offer. In any case, you are only you require their help, you know, to get a license. So they think they're doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. But let's get round to it. The truth of the matter is that it's human resource. And no matter how you look at it, even when you have unskilled labor into your firm you pay for the work they put in and to hire a pupil and that's somebody who has gone through law school for like six years at the barest minimum i think that they should be offered better compensation but that's a point we'll explore later so generally for pupils the salary is nothing to write home about you yeah you were talking about 600 ghana lawyers 500 ghana lawyers i wanted you to talk about lawyers particularly yeah i'm listening and uh, before you talk about uh, compensation for people who have even finished their pupillage, who are actually practicing, let me just read mm-hmm. this excerpt from um, an article on, on, on Ghana Web. Um, it's, it's titled, Law, the prestigious profession that pays peanuts in Ghana. <laughs> so I'm just going to read the first paragraph. And she says, uh, what am I saying she? The, the source is anonymous, so we don't know who wrote this. Um, it says, for a profession considered prestigious, the reward that comes with it in Ghana is rather discouraging. Most law firms pay a terrible pittance to their lawyers. The structure of most firms revolve around one person or one family of lawyers who ride the backs of their lawyer staff so strongly but never share the large profits <laughs> that come to the firm. Or if they do, share mm-hmm. very little of it. So, Junel, on that note, you continue. Yeah, that's that, that's painfully true. And um, it's just a structure of law firms. You see, uh, the, the biggest red flag for me, even considering ever working for any law firm, would be looking through the law firm and just seeing that it's like it's a family and friends kind of structure. I'm, I have nothing to do there unless I'm just like passing off time. Because obviously in law firms like that, there's really no space at the top. And even if there's space at the top, it's very illusional, you know. It's not it's not real space. And so it's very hard for you to, like, rise to financial security or financial independence in spaces like that. As for the way lawyers are paid, the problem is that we started from a point where lawyers were, 
you know the typical chamber system so um law practice manager to teach you like eat and kill that kind of thing lawyers worked a lot as independent contractors so you know the chamber system meant that all of you are practically contributing to a chamber pot sort of to take care of overhead expenses and stuff like that but every lawyer is essentially an independent agent and making their own money at some point in time like there were not so many lawyers around so it was very easy for every lawyer to like you know run into some fortune and be able to make money in like a year or two or even less and like just like pay off administrative stuff but in today's world and with the enlightenment that corporate world has received it's very difficult for lawyers getting out of school fresh to be able to attract some clientele that should be able to guarantee them financial security so it has become more necessary in today's age for lawyers to be able to like survive on the backs of you know senior lawyers and experienced lawyers for a while it's even more relevant now than it was back then and that's the problem so lawyers get paid you know chicken change nowadays like i i i know this is this is facts because a lot of lawyers complain about it when you look at the disparity between how much senior lawyers earn and how much like young lawyers earn, it's it's sad because that's exactly how they are doing they are playing this out to you they they make the money at the top because obviously they have the contacts they have the connections so at the very top it gets very comfortable for senior lawyers and that's not even a lie i mean it's not it's not up for debate like I, I had an argument with someone recently <laughs> about fact, the fact that senior it's fact senior look lawyers are essentially one of the wealthiest people in this country like mm. the money lawyers make is mad but like junior lawyers and upcoming lawyers are on the exact opposite end of the spectrum like they are struggling like to the point where they have to ask themselves and it's it's so junior exactly that's that's how it is lawyers get paid peanuts yeah. because of the way we are run like we don't have the biggest law firm in ghana doesn't have 50 lawyers at the, mm. at the last it's, count i think it's 30 it's something. 50 lawyers now it's 30 something i think that's bella exactly that's and bella, if we yeah. take like three four five of those law firms out of the picture we just have mushroom law firms like i, I i'm comparing to like very advanced legal markets we are essentially a market of mushroom law firms and even though it's an argument of how much money does a law firm raise so as to be able to compensate its staff properly it's also a question of each lawyer for himself and trying to make as much money for themselves at the top with the mentality that the junior lawyers would have their rainy day do you see and so it's a mentality game and maybe we would have another part of you know a round of questions where we talk about the way for it because i have so many thoughts about how we can like completely change the narrative but as far as narrating the facts go, lawyers are not yeah. exactly the so, most financially yeah. so we'll stable people in Ghana. We'll talk about um, the young lawyers, yeah, I should I say. I think solutions going forward, what you think would be the best thing to do. So, Eubank, um, I just want to know, what, what do you actually think, why do you think lawyers are paid so little in Ghana? Why do you think the compensation is kind of poor? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like wow. that's, that's, that's a very... Um, difficult question it's a loaded um, question yeah because um i think we should generally start from the job market in ghana okay um Gan- ghanaians are normally like we are not really paid well and that's something that runs through across a number of industries in ghana so you're so saying like compensation in ghana generally is it's poor, poor. Yeah. so it's not it's not peculiar to lawyers that we are being paid poorly but mm. i mean sometimes if you think about it and you think about what we've gone through you expect that <laughs> uh 
we are paid better. But I think one one major issue Jonah raised too has to do with, and I'll, that would be me narrowing down to just pupils. One major issue Jonah raised had to do with the fact that pupil is just statutory. And so lawyers would have to go through that. And I feel like it's becoming, it's beginning to look like a bit exploitative. Some firms use that. A bit? Um, <laughs> I'm being generous. I'm being generous here, but I think that mm -hmm. a, lo a lot more firms, because they are aware of this fact, tend to use that to exploit new lawyers. Yeah. Because they think that, I mean, you need to do it. It's a requirement. So, so it's a statutory requirement. So for maybe those who are non-lawyers or those who don't know about it, yeah. um, the law actually prescribes that you do at least six months pupillage, which is more or less an apprenticeship, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is it six months? Yeah. Six months. The minimum yeah. of six um, months. Yeah, minimum that, of, statutory minimum of six period, months, yeah. but some firms do it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if some do it for more than a year. The I most, don't, the I don't most, think I've heard of <laughs> the most I've heard. I don't think I've heard more than a year. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, you are free I, I mean, to, I did people you're free to agree. Though, it was painful. Like, after the six months, every day I was counting down, when do I get my license? Man, oh my Charlie. <laughs> that was that's a, a whole That's yeah. a whole different conversation. We yeah. talk about people age. I also <laughs> did mine for a year, but you bank here. So, yeah, so um, that's, that's one issue that might probably has to be addressed because... Pupillage is statutory. Um, there's no way you are going to escape it. And for a young lawyer, we have to also realize that um, just like every other market, we are subject to the forces of demand and supply. And every single year, we are producing, let's say, increased number of lawyers. And it means that these people think that, I mean, if you won't take it, someone will take someone it. Someone else is there. And that's what happens. You, you know, you, you can advocate and push for reforms and things, but at the end of the day, if you don't take it, someone else will take it. And some of these law firms just operate on the basis of just like passing by. They don't really sort of require like any standard of quality. So any lawyer sort of fits into their system. So yeah. that's one major issue there. I also think the other thing too has to do with the fact that the law is such a conservative profession. And so people tend to think that, oh, it was done to me. So yeah. let's just keep the culture going. Yeah, I was in I was in Pedro as a lawyer, as a junior yeah. lawyer. And so you also need to go through the hard way. And it's I don't know if it's generational. I don't know if it's generational, but I hope that it's something that our generation can sort of break because that's what happens everywhere. You know, they are like, Oh, I think some you go to some firms and they tell you that right now don't focus on money. You need to work for five years before or seven years before, yeah. A, a well a, a well trained lawyer before you can go there and so that's also one issue the law is too conservative and, and i think that I, most law firms that most law firms <laughs> should open up to newer practices because out there i mean I, I don't think in the u.s and things they sort of look at those things i think i once read an article that says that i mean if you look at the trend right now they're even paying new lawyers like increased amounts but i can't say the same for ghana because um the article yeah i mean what, what, what <coughs> just to was sprinkle it, yeah. it in there 2018 2018 the yeah. you realize the amounts that was quoted in the article are still the amounts that are being paid and that's like five years we are in 2023 so that's almost five years and you think I, about I, I, I don't think there's any lawyer in the u.s who starts off with less than hundred thousand and big law would typically pay you two hundred and fifteen thousand. <laughs> 
Well, well, I think I mean it, but, like, it really said, depends. The markets on, yeah, are different, so yeah. So yeah. So that's that's also an issue that we have to deal with. Um, I don't know about regulation. I don't. I mean about I the, you, the rule before of the you GDA. get there. You let's. I think we'll discuss that when we are talking okay. about the solutions. Charlie, so I don't want to. I beg you, <laughs> don't talk about GBA today. I, I beg you. <laughs> so let me let me also read once again from the article i, I wish we knew who wrote this article <laughs> it would be great to have the person known as a guest by now so he's a by now he's rich senior for the time <laughs> <laughs> by now he's by a now rich senior and he's some genius <laughs> So yeah, we need to break. We need to break the cycle. You know, it becomes a vicious cycle where people suffer through the lower stages, yeah. become senior lawyers, and then they do the same thing to their juniors. And I, I believe with uh, our generation, we, we are going to do better. A couple of years from now, I'm going it's to, the hope going that to do kills. A, an audit and see and see what's going on. Anyway, yeah, I said let me read this. So she talks about how people um, seniors pay um, their juniors uh, really poorly, and she says. It works great hardship on freshly called lawyers who are expected to work for their own living expenses. Using myself as an example, the highest money I earned while working for someone was 1,000 Ghana cities. Even as a qualified lawyer, that means she had finished pupillage. Even yeah. as a qualified lawyer, she was getting 1,000 Ghana cities. I feel like I've seen this article somewhere. Do you know, I'm sure this is not And she says, and it's not from your... <laughs> My friend, let me finish. Let me finish. I'll share the link with you. Shut up. You say, and I was working. Charlie, you go right to your life story where you're not going to do. Anonymous reporting. Because I remember that one thousand to be It's on bill matter for Adenta. Ignore this guy, he's just a mm. fool. So she said, I was working crazy hours from 7 a.m. to sometimes beyond 8 p.m. Now, this sounds too familiar. <laughs> 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 I'm going to share the link, plus. This sounds too say, familiar. You know, be me. <laughs> My salary yeah, we never be sure that this article exists. <laughs> yeah, I'll confirm that. So, that's it. So he said, she said, My salary never took me beyond 12 days. Sometimes I just couldn't make it to work because I didn't have the funds to transport myself there, which also led to squabbles with my bosses frequently, all of which was a great dampener to my spirits. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm about to read this bit. So it sounds too much like me. And, and when I read it, you guys are going to say that I was on road. This but it's not me. So you say, ever since I moved on by the grace of God, I have flourished because I work when I have to work. And I stay home when I don't, which is literally what uh, I'm yeah, doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, this is either this 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 article is, is by junior or by senior. He should confirm with his senior because oh, it sounds very familiar. <laughs> anyway, I think this raises something that I almost forgot to mention. Yeah. The thing is, parents put so much money and effort in putting their children through legal education. It's, it's expensive. Very expensive. We were lucky to go to UG and the school fees were, were not that, it wasn't that prohibitive. But, but for if, the if private schools... I, I feel yeah. like even that, even that should be in, in a context because... Yeah. No, you, I'm, I'm, if you I'm think about make, how much yeah, normal I'm, students were paying yeah, as I'm, compared to... Yeah, I think, I think we, we pay the highest for like normal yeah. students. 
No, no, but I'm comparing it to like people who are maybe at Gimpa. To Gimpa yeah. and stuff, yeah. People at Central. In private, yeah, private, in private, private schools were yeah. paying so much money. Yeah. And they had also had to buy books and all of that. This Pay Central, you talk to me like you search fight, but okay. Chale. <laughs> I have no part of it. Can we, can we focus? <laughs> So I'm just saying that, like, it's expensive. And then now you're, that you're done with your eight, six years of school, you've been called to the bar. Your parents have attended your glamorous call to the bar ceremony. They've seen your wig and gown. And you've told them that you are going to work for a firm, right? So now you should be able to, I think, support yourself. And then the, yeah, the imagine comes out. Yeah. You imagine to, me being... <laughs> Call to them. I'm sorry to catch it. Like what you just said just yeah. reminded me of something my mom said. So, I mean, they try so hard to make life comfortable for you in law school. Yeah. And, you know, somebody like Junior, so DB, them buy you cartons. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and in fairness, and to be very truthful, I, I had a car when, when I was in Makola. And yeah. at the time when I, fin- I didn't pay one CD. To get that car right, so yeah. my parents yeah. got me that car. So that's the that's the privilege we're talking about in the previous the episode. Yeah. Don't be silly. At the point I'm making here, <laughs> like at the t- imagine the investment yeah. your parents put into your education, as mm. Junior was saying. Yeah. Because obviously, I didn't do anything to merit that that amount of financial grace extended to me. And then at the call to the bar, I remember my mom was like, "Oh, right now there, <laughs> you are called it to the sets. bar." So it, it, I, I'm sure my mom <laughs> even thought that being called to the bar meant that financial freedom now look at my yeah. face and imagine me going back to my parents like maybe a few months to say um <laughs> you know i need this especially if you are like one of us because yeah, yeah, putting true. things in context um we did um we did post-grad law so we did our first degree and then we went to do the law degree at, at Legon for two years before we went to Makola for another two years, making a total of eight years for us. So we were expected to start earning money four years ago, but yeah. we're still in school. Our parents are still exactly. paying our school fees. Exactly. And now after eight years, you are but, still calling me. But I think that there's one part of a compensation bit that normally we sort of like ignore, you know, because when we talk about compensation, it's always more about salary and things, but... The thing is that most law firms don't even pay your snits. They don't even pay snits. Can they you imagine? They don't even pay your snits. I don't want to even talk about Can taxes. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, it's illegal. <laughs> it's actually illegal not to pay yeah. snits. And, and that should... That should that and you should, have lawyers bro, not that should, snits. Insurance. 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 <laughs> like, forget insurance. I mean, insurance is not mandatory. Snits is yeah. mandatory. And it's not mandatory, but you cannot be a law firm and branding yourself and not paying... Like, they don't... That matter depends. And that's, that's... I feel like that's very disheartening because, like... You know, like I mean, once by now you're thinking about it now, but what about the future? And that's something that most law firms neglect, and that's like a big deal. We even have to talk about retirement on another episode because you have some lawyers who should, you know, honestly be retired by now, but because of how the practices, yeah, you still see them going to court. Yeah, but that was you, 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 you can't force people story. to. Wait, wait. <laughs> you can't. No, I'm not talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about forcing yeah, them. Jonah, I'm not talking I'm not even talking about forcing people to go. I'm talking about people that I know that literally they have no option because they didn't have a plan. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, yeah, what's, at what's, this what's point, what's the, the name yeah, of the, they have the, no option. The, the guy 
No mention names. Challenge on us. No, no, no. Real life story. I went to court in Winnebar. So that day, my cousin was with me in Accra. Like, killer, you guys remember him. So we went to I mean, people on the podcast. He has a cousin called Killer. That guy should be in prison now. Your name be Killer. So we got to court. I think I was done by 9, 10. So there was this senior lawyer, some old guy that I had met once in the court of appeal at home. And like we sort of like, he was on the opposite side of the matter. He was like, uh, and we like just sort of struck a bond and became friends. Not friends, but acquaintances. So like, senior, how are you? So I was about to drive off and this guy approached me and he said that, oh, Junior, how are you doing today? I said, oh, I'm fine. He said, today he left his wallet in the office. So I should give him... 200 cities to buy fuel and as soon as he gets to the office you know he, he i should write my number for him he blah 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 and i was like oh yeah this is senior lawyer there you know be anything there and then that was the last time <laughs> i ever heard of it then fraud your man i told my uncle he, he just burst out in laughter because it, it was just unbelievable and this is like it uh, if you are litigants, you know this guy, but of course nobody's mentioning names anywhere. But Junior has a point there that, <laughs> you know, you need a plan because even this guy at the court of appealing, who he told me that, oh, after three years, he's going to retire and go into farming. So I thought even he had a plan. But obviously, <laughs> it didn't seem like this, he had a plan. The, the fraud guy. The fraud boy. <laughs> the fraud <laughs> <the first> senior. <laughs> This, this reminds me of, of a story Atupari told us. I don't know if you guys remember when we were in school. He said ah, when when they were when they were students, when they, I think they were at Makola, Ghana School of Law, they were in a trotro going somewhere and he was with his friend and they were pointing out cars and saying that Charlie. Then call me to the bar, this be the car I go buy you. Or then the other person would talk, say, oh, this be the car I go buy you. But I think there was a lawyer sitting behind them in the trotro. <laughs> <laughs> He was eavesdropping. <laughs> he was eavesdropping. And then, so when they got down, he called the two of them. He said, my children, you see, the profession is not like that. <laughs> yeah. If you come, you know, you know, really, you know, really make money like that. And what Atupere, what Atupere said actually struck me. He said, he just nodded his head. But in his, in his mind, he was saying that, no, it can never be the case. And he says in his, his, his yeah. experience... If you're a good lawyer, I mean, there should be no reason why at that age or at that level, you should even be taking trotro. And I think I agree with that. I yeah, think it's just a funny true. story that we... we which which is, is true, true, because come to think of it, look at Eubank. Eubank has... Can you just stop there? Eubank, no, please? see, see. For the benefit of this conversation, let me know. No, let me know. For the benefit of this conversation... No, 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 honestly, for the... For the benefit of this conversation, let's be very frank with the people listening to us. I think we would transition into like a brighter picture because I think all right now we are talking about gloom yeah. and doom, right? Yeah. But it can get yeah. it can get rewarding. In yeah. fairness, it can get rewarding. Which is which is what we should also be talking about. I feel like sometimes you need to strike a balance. What are you looking for? If you are looking for transactional experience and you feel like, you know, um, your needs are not entirely financial. And if you know what I mean, there are people who like are still privileged and you know they are not they don't need money as much as some other people. They can like go to some places and settle for the experience for a few years and move on with that, you know, to some other roles. But then also if you are interested in making money as a lawyer 
and maintaining a healthy balance between making money and learning the law. I think you should have that at the back of your mind and picking where you decide to go to. I think it's very key. So yeah, in, that's in, true. In, in the last year that I practiced law before I, before I came to the States, I, I practiced law in, you know, a very traditional chamber type of system where the lawyers were essentially independent contractors and like a typical chamber system. Right. Chamber system. And I think that it was very rewarding for me because, and everybody has different stories wherever they go. But I think that what you need to take out of this story is that wherever you go, if you find yourself in a system like that, you need to understand that as a lawyer, your net worth starts and ends with your network. So that you're going to have to learn the art of bringing in date clients me, yourself. Date, I think... Date to me. Date to me. Yeah, date yeah. It's not... It's, this is not even day yeah, to me. Like... But, but you, and, that's right about that. Yeah, that's you know, you know, everybody knows somebody who knows another person who obviously knows somebody else who has a legal problem. You see, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the laws are very restrictive, but we need to find a way of making, like, put it out there. Let people know that you can do this for them. And once they know that, like, small pecs keep coming to you, you can, like, I feel like if you're an independent practice by yourself, you should be able to, like, you know, have your own social security plan and all of that, invest properly and live comfortably, you know, while learning the law. I don't think that's the fact that you're going independent or, like, you're in private legal practice should you know, leave you worse off. And that's the point I'm making, that, like, I went from a very properly structured law firm, probably one of the best structured law firms in Ghana, to, you know, a traditional law firm. And even though I got great experience from this experienced law firm, because nothing can ever take that away from me, I I, kind of feel like if it's about financial rewards, I got, it was more financial reward than Working, working, working for like a corporate law firm that you, you choose not to mention. No, it was more financially rewarding for me working for me. in the not too straight, the chamber type of yeah. That's what I mean. So I mean, like I you make like more money on my own connections and land yeah. a few clients and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and my senior was very helpful and all of that. So yeah, people mm-hmm. should also know that lawyers are like are in high demand generally, and even as a lawyer not a pupil now as a lawyer a licensed lawyer we have options junior you yeah. you remember that you sent me a contract one time about some lawyer who was willing to hire hire you for for chicken chain <laughs> you remember we laughed at that contract is it a monthly no. contract we laughed at yeah, this is very, very unfair. Too much information. This, this too is too much information. Nobody's calling yeah. out anybody. Yeah. yeah, nobody's going to call out anybody. I think that yeah. that's definitely not the purpose of this conversation. Yeah. But the point yeah. is that you bank you tanked that offer, but somebody was going to take that offer because they felt yeah. they needed it. I yeah. I feel like we need to be able to sell ourselves as lawyers, and you know our currency really is our skill set. I know that the young lawyers might not be as refined as, you know, industry wants them. But obviously, you would rather not hire, like, a political scientist. No disrespect to political scientists. It's just because they don't, like, they don't have a background in law. So you would rather... You, nobody is seeking I'm, 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 to hire I'm happy a political scientist. He didn't mention history. So. <laughs> on, on an m team or a political scientist on a tax, tax law team or a political scientist on a dispute 
team. Do you see what I mean? Lawyers yeah. bring a particular skill set that we need to appreciate and pay them for it. It's okay that they might not be as experienced as seniors at the top, but we begin to, you know, we need to begin to, you know, remunerate them properly. Yeah, but Jonathan, I think that Jonathan's point is something that, I mean, I think that I should chip in. Um, I think it's a very, very important point because um, once we talk about compensation too, you, you need to sort of have a blend between um, that and the kind of experience you're looking for. Because sometimes the kind of experience you are looking for, you might end up earning less at the beginning. And I think mm-hmm. that for me, my my two major quotes I go with when it comes to how I practice my laws. That and I I think Juna knows this because when we're in law school, I think I told her like I told him what my auntie told me. I'm not like, a sheep, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first one is Ushroundi. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And we are ready, yeah, And the first one is that you should be willing to take risks because um, I, I feel like um, the law is one of those professions where sometimes you are not so sure about what you want to do, and so sometimes you just have to take risks and see what and what will not be able to work for you. And the second one is we are ready, and that just has to do with the fact that once uh, just just do your work well but chipping into that um chipping into what Jonah said and my personal experience i remember that when i had to choose where i had to go to for pupillage um i think that generally i just wanted to go to like a big law firm and that was really my first choice was to go to a big law firm oh one of i really wanted to go to a big law firm and everything and then an opportunity came by which but an opportunity came by and it meant that i could do something a bit engineering related or a bit energy related and i sort of went for that opportunity but that opportunity ended up like paying like three times less than an amount i would have earned if i ended up going to a big law firm but i still think that that sort that opportunity i took sort of has helped shape my career and so some of these are some of the risks that you should be willing to take to be so it's not i mean salary is good and all that but sometimes too you should know what you're looking for and they do that to me okay i think in a nutshell what jonathan and eubank have said is that you need you need to find your niche you need to find out what works for you money might not be everything because you if you do well well you see you are saying it because junior 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 anyway Top earning people in the country. Junior was the top earning. He was the top earning people in the country. That reminds I, I me. Mean, I'll actually say something. After before, all that, he left. And before I say, before I speak about that, yeah, I think it's quite important that you find where you find yourself where your happiness is. You find yourself in a niche uh-huh, where uh-huh. you can flourish. You find yourself in an environment which is not toxic, that you can flourish. So I think you should consider those things first before compensation. And before we get to that, since we're talking about pupillage, I, I, I think I didn't say my story. I didn't tell my story fully because I spoke about the conversation I had with Scratch and the interview that I had and how 2000 was so some way for her. But be, before we, we dovetail into another section, I want to say what happened. When I actually uh, I went for other interviews, and I got offers. And the pupillage offer that I actually took was even more than what I told the woman. 
So this is just to say that even though like compensation can be very poor in the, in the industry, it doesn't cut across just like that. Some people actually pay well. So I want um, you, Bank, can you talk about a different kind of... And uh, Jonathan, too, I want you to talk about it. I want you to talk about the different type of compensations that we have in the industry, legal industry, because it's not everybody that gets like paid monthly salary. We have different structures. So you, Bank, if you can start off for us. Um, I think that, I mean, the first one is what you mentioned. There are people who just sort of straight away just pay you salary and they are really like no commissions so you just get a flat salary at the end of the month maybe probably you're i mean sometimes if you're lucky your snake gets paid <laughs> if you're lucky can you imagine <laughs> if you're lucky your snake gets paid and then sometimes too they are like sort of i mean it's not commission but like there are bonuses attached to it so yeah some people do get mid-year bonuses end of year bonuses yeah. the others that just take the they flat get 13th salary. month yeah flat yeah. salary and, and just um, take 13th month others yeah. and then there are also law firms um that just sort of do the it's it's it what you kill, kill. Yeah. um so that one it depends on what you bring in and you know that that, that it's so funny because what you know when we we're working we we're doing our internship in court i met some guy and he told me that he wasn't I going to pay this. me for yeah yeah but sometimes that that can be very hectic for someone who's yeah. like a new lawyer and all that that's we have the yeah. it's what you kill sorry but before i forget this this reminds me about something somebody told me at cause when we were doing internship. That day, you were not with me. Okay. So we went downstairs, and I was with one of my uh, seniors that I had done internship with. And he was speaking to a very senior lawyer. And what he said was that, and he was trying to justify the interviews that had been scrapped yeah. for Ghana School of Law. He said that the people used to ask if you have a lawyer in your family or ask about your background because your family should be able to support you for at least like two or three years before you stand on your feet. Mm. I was just thinking in my mind that like this is so this is such wild Solid thinking. Knowledge. So you're trying to say that <clears throat> if somebody doesn't have a background that can support him in the profession, you're sorry for you. So this is only a profession that people who are affluent enough or who have parents that can support them can such enter. a good and, and, and that I was just so disappointed. Yeah. But I just for keep quiet and listen I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, so you bank sorry for cutting. Yeah, yeah. so the it was you kill yeah. and that's what like you just enjoy proceeds from so I think there are different firms and they normally you just get a percentage of um the legal work that you bring into the law firm. There's a, a um, one which is a bit of a variation of the it was you kill. That also that's like a commission system. That one sometimes you don't necessarily have to bring in the keys, but you get a percentage of the cases you work on and so normally like between 20 30 or is, is, is it less than that i don't know yeah. but i, I mean it's, it's firm specific so i think that for most instances that's what we have yeah. operating in like ghana yeah jonah is there anything you'd like to add yeah i mean nothing really i, I think i said it all we, we don't have <clears throat> more variance it's just either you are strictly under a salary which is mostly nothing to write home about or you know it's the eat what you kill kind of thing or there's a mixture of some base salary and then commissions but um i think a lot of law firms are increasingly well those that are springing up nowadays are trying to blend some salary with um some commission and um the typical chamber type law firms are still sticking with the eat what you kill thing and um, I, I I have my personal preference, but my personal preference doesn't respect for everybody. At the end of the day, yeah. you need to 
figure out what your strengths are and um you know if if you are if you think you're a hunter of course if you are not a hunter you can't kill anything yeah. so what are you yeah. eating Jesus. So, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, that's true. But Jonathan, so <laughs> I um, think that's so for is. someone who is now about to finish um, Ghana School of Law, they're in part two. They're thinking, okay, forget about my interests, forget about um, toxic environments or being a hunter, whatever. Where do I go to if I want um, security when it comes to receiving uh, a comfortable amount of money at the end of the month? What what where where should I be looking towards? Um, I, I, <laughs> you know my my choice of a place to do pupillage was I I I I wanted to try somewhere where I'll do transactions and um I, I and that 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 weighed heavily on the decision to go where I went to eventually and just just to put this out there I think that even as pupils see guys we are lawyers negotiate everything I. Uh, you guys would know, you, of course you know, that when I got my pupillage offer, I, with another colleague, yeah. we, discuss, we went back to negotiate this. Yeah. We negotiated and got more than a thousand Ghana increase on the amounts they offered. And, yeah. you know, yeah. as pupils, if you That's feel true. like, take, I think this take is a very what you're offered, point. Yeah. face value. I think sometimes you're going to be shortchanged. There's a way to yeah. go about negotiations. Sometimes it backfires, mm-hmm. or mostly it doesn't. So, yeah, um, that's... Yeah, that's on the side. But I guess mm-hmm. if you're looking to, as a pupil, honestly, I think what you should be looking for is what do you want to do with this law thing and where would you get the proper lunch pad? So if you're looking to, you know, litigate and litigate very well, you you should have no business looking to end up at one of those law firms. And I'm not going to mention names, but the law firms where... Um, maybe they offer very attractive remuneration for pupils, but maybe their disputes and litigation practices aren't that good. Jonah, this person Trust me, there are some law care. firms where this person say he doesn't. He care. doesn't care. He just for money. Yeah. Oh, if you don't care, then Charlie, yeah. go to go to the equivalent of big law in Ghana. Or go exactly. to. We can name drops it because obviously this big, podcast big is not. No, no, <laughs> no, you see, obviously, this, 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 this podcast is not for promoting law firms, and I feel like, like, let's let's leave it at this. If if you guys want us to name drop, you can always reach out to, to us. On, you know, on, <laughs> I'm not going to name drop a law firm and say that this law firm pays well or that law firm pays well. I mean, I guess if you want to know that, you can find that out. But eventually, I think that all I can say is that if you're looking for compensation compensation there's money that you're concerned about go to um big law in ghana even though the big law in ghana they catch small law it's not really big law but but in for our context it's big law (laughs) so yeah so i think generally what jonathan is saying is that if you want a stable salary if you want to be getting like some amount of money that you know will make you comfortable you go to those firms in ghana that have attained that name or that reputation as being big law firms they have a more structured salary system that will compensate you. They have bonuses. They pay SNITs. And, yeah, I think they even have other perks that come along, including um, percentages on whatever whatever you're earning. At this point, I want us to discuss, uh, just to end the podcast, I and want also, us to discuss uh, Also the legal departments, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in-house, yeah, in-house, yeah. In-house, too. In-house, too, is, is, is yeah. quite um, rewarding. Yeah, so let's discuss the solutions. Um, Eubank, what do you think? What do you think? How do you think we can resolve this? Um, I think that let's uh, 
I said the theme for this podcast is that Charlie be hard. Be hard. <laughs> but that, that yeah. but um, I think that the first solution, um, me, I, I'm, I, I, I would say regulation. Regulation might be one one way to go about it, but I'm I'm not really a big fan of. Are you talking about GLC and GBA? GBA and GLC, yeah. Regulation by GBA. Jonathan, and GLC, can you hear that? I, 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 I told you. I told no, you. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of. I'm yeah, yeah setting me up. You they set me up and take my license. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I, I mean, if genuinely, genuinely, I, I think that. I don't. I think regulation might be the best way to go about it, but I, I don't see that happening because, and personally, in my own opinion, I, I'm not a big fan of regulation of like salaries and things. Like, okay. yeah, you want the free market forces to determine yeah, 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 how yeah, much yeah. people yeah. are paid. Right? Yeah. Because we are all capitalists on on these on this podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree. I agree with that that bit of it. Let me yeah. just chip in mine since we are running out of yeah. time. Um, yeah, I I I'm not a huge believer in regulation. Like you can't you can't regulate money into people's pockets. There's only so much you can do with regulation. So those are hugely determined by yeah. market forces. What we can do is I think that we should encourage a culture of transparency amongst law firms amongst law, like in ghana why is it that disclosing financial information like salary is so hard it's, exactly i was literally going to talk about transparency so much yeah. it's a taboo topic yeah, you know like it's a taboo topic yeah there was like i was talking to a nigerian a, a colleague of mine one time a, a, a short while ago about how i feel like out here transparency helps them so much so some some guy got an offer from a company and you know he was so open about discussing the details about this offer the you know the signing bonus he was getting the compensation and all of that and you know what that did for him and for other people other people were more open to discuss what they had been offered and they were able to like figure out you know who was being shortchanged how you can go back and negotiate. And at the end of the day, all those people who had that conversation about, you know, how much they were offered, were able to negotiate better offers because obviously you're armed with more information about what other people are being offered. But if you feel like your information about how much you earn should be guarded yeah. secretly, yeah. you're going to be cheated everywhere you go because exactly. people would normally just throw a contract to you and you look exactly. at it, you're too shy to discuss with anybody, you're too yeah. shy to disclose, you settle for less. And the cycle goes on. So, and maybe you, as you people, if we make we do some glass door for some I think, glass I think door. I was, I, was, yeah. I was even going to come to yeah. that. I think yeah, that's very, very know. important because we need to I that. mean, even though people are not willing to disclose yeah. their salaries, I think if there's like an anonymous place or website that they can go to and put their salaries out there, um, it might help. People might be more yeah. willing to do we it. To and do so, it. it's something right. that maybe. We, and what that does for industry too is that. Some of these law firms get away yeah. with the amount they are paying people because they know that people don't discuss their salaries. Exactly. As soon as we have one, you know, anonymous outlet like that where you can go and say, JJ and J at law pays associates this amount exactly. as disclosed by four anonymous associates. Exactly. That firm already has an image as an underpaying firm and that also sort of reflects how they are doing on the market and invariably it tells whether they are a good law firm or not so their rating also goes down but and they can't attract business so people will be compelled to pay exactly. people what they deserve as far exactly. as their balance transparency sheets, is know, key you know, yeah, i also, I also want to yeah. chip in something you know when i said regulation i said i, I didn't believe in regulation 
but I mean, in our conversation, we we mentioned the fact that uh, mandatory things like SNETs are not being paid, and I think that that's something that can be easily regulated. So that one is already regulated; it just but has to be enforced. enforced. So <laughs> yeah. Enforcement by yeah. the relevant institutions—that's yeah. something that they need. SNETs to do has to enforce, enforce it. that yeah. because lawyers take but, people but to court. See, the G- and that, that also when means that GB and GLC has to come in. They they need to do that with SNETs. <laughs> and then I think that one other thing that one other thing I don't know how I mean one other thing that might help and it, it flows from what Jonathan was saying is naming and shaming because if I don't know how we, we can go about that but we need to name and shame law firms that are not treating their people good. yep yeah it's something that we need to name and shame them and probably that's the only way that would enforce you know and sometimes and I don't know I, I feel like some of the law firms are not even ashamed of themselves because I was once in a court and then this guy came, he was so overloaded with cases. And the the judge asked him that, ah, why how come you have all these cases? Why don't you have a junior and things? And he was complaining bitterly that actually when they come, they leave. When they come, they leave. But this was a clear case of someone who wasn't paying his juniors or treating his juniors. Yeah, unfortunately. Well. And unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So people will tell you that the turnover in law is really high. People leave People go like to other firms very frequently, and these are some of the problems. So um, I think basically things are getting better little by little, and I think it's the it's the quote unquote big law firms that are kind of changing this because people are realizing that ah these people here they pay this they get these benefits. I can't sit here and be taking six hundred or five hundred CDs a month, and where I can't even support myself, not even think of supporting a family. So you understand, people leave. They are well-paying jobs to pursue the law. And then when they come out, this is what they are faced with. So I think it's, it's, it's pretty good that at least we are making some progress. Um, so I think we, we, we can wrap it up over here. Yeah. Uh, we hope this has been an educative session. We've tried to discuss it as much as we can, and we've tried to give you uh, as much quality as we can give you. Um, so... We love you, please. <laughs> guys, 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 just before we sign out, I think that I should preach the message of hope. Eubank has transformed his life in two years. If you guys know Eubank, you knew Eubank back then, and you know Eubank now, you'd be able to, you know, testify that Charlie, the Lord, yeah, if you do, I'm right. Money day inside. So don't lose hope. Like, this law yeah. thing will pay off eventually, fake news, fake news. but it doesn't mean that we should be slaves while that's. You know, while while the cloud form and the as for Junior, Junior, but but Junior has been changing that since he became a lawyer. I can say that Junior has transformed his life because I I remember (laughs) Junior going for some party actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, this is all from us. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, We've been so excited to give you this second episode, and we can't wait to give you the third one. Until then, it's going to be bye bye from the three of us. Bye, guys.